My name is Mikhail Woodward. I am the Beer Ambassador, and I'm here every week day, or I should say every Tuesday, every week um, at 5.30 on Tuesdays, talking about the world of craft beer. And uh, just to get right into it, uh, I'm going to tell you who our guests are. I just came from uh, a new brewery that is in uh, Laguna Hills called Gamecraft Brewing, and I have um, several guests in the studio, which is really cool because I don't always get guests in the in the studio. Uh, a lot of times we get Collins if you're a, a longtime listener. So maybe like uh, 10 or 15% of my guests come in the studio. So today from Gamecraft Brewing Company, I have um, I have Scott Sabula, the uh, co-owner, and his wife, actually, Conda's here. I don't know if she's going to be on, on air or not, but she's in the studio. And then we have uh, their head brewer, um, which is Andrew Moy. So welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Cool. So um, basically, uh, I'm going to ask Scott, why, how did you get into brewing? Uh, what what made you want to open up a brewery? Were you a home brewer? Uh, I was a home brewer. Uh, still am on rare occasion. But 22 years of home brewing really led me to that appreciation of beer and how it brought people together. And then at a career transition, I was actually doing work for UCs uh, as part of my professional background. Yeah, you're here, you actually worked here at UCI. Uh, UCI Medical Center. I was over at UCI Health doing uh, IT. That's awesome. And working with the other UCs as well and felt like it was one of those things I wanted also to do something that was more community oriented. And so instead of IT, I started looking at businesses that would bring our communities together and beer had that natural knack to it for making people want to spend time together. It does. I always say that beer brings people together. Yeah. You can go across party lines, which is big right now, mm-hmm. and it always has. It's, uh, beer's actually been a very political drink throughout history. I'm doing some writing on that by, by myself. But uh, um, for those who don't know, I did a, a, um, a, a poster board presentation at HomebrewCon this year about a book concept that I have that I'm working on, but it ends up being much larger than I thought. Uh, so do I do American history or total history? I started, I wanted to do total history, but uh, it's called The Power, the Politics, and Religion of Beer, which you would not, you, you'd be surprised how much beer has had a role in. But I would say, and I wasn't planning on going here, but let's, let's mention it now. Um, it, you'll see the difference in the fact that Obama was lauded for being a home brewer and making beer and drinking beer in the White House, and all of a sudden Kavanaugh, it, oh, he drank too much beer. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But you see how beer can play a thing in politics back and mm-hmm. forth, and I think it's fascinating. Anyway, so you 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 were into uh, you were a home brewer and into uh, uh, this community and wanted to kind of make the foray in. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It seemed like the time for a, a brewery in that part of Orange County. It's yeah. been amazing that, unlike many parts of uh, Southern California, San Diego, uh, Los Angeles to some degree, and Northern Orange County, South Orange County still is largely a beer desert. And we had this opportunity to open a place uh, as uh, Andrew and I started working together to. Uh, satisfy that Irvine, Lake Forest, Mission Viejo, Laguna Hills, Beer Desert. Uh, it was a place to build that brewery that could bring the community together. And so it was just uh, too good to pass up. I, I agree with you, and I'm glad that you have. But it, it's still it's an interesting thing because you were basically, as I say all the time on here, you're a, an entrepreneur. You're a, a, uh, a small business 
jumping in and and uh, I know it's taken you guys I was talking today it's taken you well over a year to uh so I don't even know how long the planning was before that but it's been, been over a year for you guys to get things going so yeah, you went two, two years of uh planning uh, essentially including the construction period one 13 months from when we broke uh, or took our property uh into our uh, ownership and then uh construction uh, took about that 13 month period 13 months so um i know i asked this when we were if you guys are interested there will be a little like kind of instagram and hopefully a a youtube video as well maybe on facebook but um essentially i was talking with both of you guys we had a a a wonderful beer before we came here and uh, a little bit of the food there so uh, if you guys haven't uh, figured this out we have gamecraft brewing on and they opened up on the 14th of September, was it, your soft open? So you're still in the soft open, kind of going in towards uh, an opening that you want to do uh, an official opening sometime in the like mid-December December or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you guys had all this going on. So you have food, you got beer, and you have this this uh, gaming community. So it's an interesting thing. How did how did, uh, how did did Scott reach out to you, Andrew? And, and more importantly, how did you get involved with beer? Uh, well, guys, to answer the first question, uh, Scott reached out to me uh, while I was over in Germany uh, studying at the Domans Institute, and uh, I had put my resume out just to get a kind of jump start on a job coming back to the States. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, had a correspondence, did a Skype interview, kind of established our or what his idea of the brewery was, and we kind of connected on like our gaming backgrounds, and that was kind of a uh, the core theme of of the the brewery. Um, as far as me getting into beer, uh, let's see, goes back to I guess it started at UCI actually uh, in my senior year. Uh, kind of got a my girlfriend at the time gave me a subscription to like this beer of the month club, and so. Uh, wait, every, wait, what's her name? Uh, don't worry about her anymore. Okay, well, I'm just say, we, you know, I know she's not in the picture anymore, but we have to say thank you because she got you into beer, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. I think it's funny how I found out. So, I, so many brewers that are in the in the business now, they have uh, they had uh, like a girlfriend or someone. I mean, a couple of them are still married, whatever. But they've had a, an ex girlfriend or something that got them a, a beer kit or something into to the in- industry, which I think is fascinating. And I was already into beer, but I do remember my ex wife did buy me a Mister Beer kit. Nice. Yeah, it was just a subscription. It was like a variety pack every month. So I was able to ex- experience different types of beers, some international ones as well, um, ones that you wouldn't really get in the store. But uh, I think that what really kind of took off was uh, the, I think, Christmas of like 2013. I got a, uh, my parents gave me a, a homebrew kit for Christmas, and so me and my buddy started homebrewing. And it was about four months in that I actually got a job at a brewery. Um, and then kind of took off from there. So what did you do? Were you like a cellar man or just cleaning kegs or what? Uh, initially I milled grain for three months straight. Uh, that could be some back breaking labor. Yeah. Right uh, considering like our, at the, at the facility at Bayhawk, it was like, uh, an average batch was about a thousand pounds of grain, wow. uh, for a single turn. And we would do three turns in a day. So adds up pretty quick <laughs> dude you're a workhorse man yeah it's got it's, buff. it's hard work it's not <laughs> um, so i definitely started at the bottom and then keg washed and then finally got 
my chance at the brew house and then kind of worked up from there. And so you're at Bayhawk, which is now known as Evans, and then you went yep. to, uh, you were talking about... Belmont Brewing Company. Belmont yeah. Brewing Company. And you were there for, for how long? About 11 months. Were you brewing there? Yeah. Uh, at Belmont, is it's a brew pub, so it's pretty much just you and, or the assistant and Blackwell, who's the head brewer, he's been there for, I think, a little over 17 years now. Um, but, yeah, I'd really get into the process there. Um and after a while, after he, I gained his confidence, I started doing the one-off IPAs and stuff there. Um, cool. That's how I kind of got my bearing as far as, like, creating my own beers. And then you went to Rip for a period of time. Yeah, after uh, after my stint at Belmont, um, I got hired on with Rip. They were just starting up. It was a little three-barrel system, and it was for the entire time that I was there. Um, so it's essentially a pilot system, but... Uh, we were cranking out quite a bit of beer towards uh, by the time I left, and they had by the time I left, they'd just gotten a new ten barrel brew house, which is at their uh, the tap room on a PCH and Warner. Yeah, so you know Big and Little Ryan and yep. and Mike and everyone, and, mm-hmm. the, and the original brewer, I forget his name. Um, I was the original. Oh, you were the original. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you were actual head brewer. Yeah. Oh, so that's so I, that's now I put them together. I'm, that's where we met. I was trying to remember how I met you before, but that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Because after you, then Trevor came in for a little yep. while and did the ten barrel, and then mm-hmm. he's out, and now Ian is in there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And and for those who don't know. Uh, Trevor is not out of the picture. He's working on Brewery X now, which is going to be like the biggest brewery in Orange County. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but um, so basically, did you decide on your own to leave Rip and go to Siebel Domans? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's essentially uh, an opportunity given at the time. So like I had won the, uh, in 2016, I got the silver medal for IPA uh, for Super Cali. Yeah, and after I won the award, my grandpa approached me and offered to pay the tuition for me to go to the school. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I was very fortunate in that regard, um, and it was you know an opportunity I couldn't pass up. So uh, I didn't. I took about three months to leave Rip, so I was able to transition out very smoothly. Um, they got Trevor in there, uh, so they weren't like left in a pinch or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's how the opportunity arose, and it was. It's a good one for sure. Cool. So then you did uh, your little stint with Siebel in Chicago, and then you did a longer stint in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, got to go travel the countryside and brew a bunch of beers there and check things out. You were, did you like it? Was that a? I know that. Yeah, I it loved has it. To be, but how how much of an impact was that to go over and experience loggers in Germany right right there where the the history isn't being made? Yeah, I mean, exper- especially experiencing Munich, um, they have such a rich beer culture. And they've been brewing these styles for so long. And, like, you get told, like, over here, like, oh, yeah, like, German beer's the best. And you're just like, okay, yeah, well, sure. But then, like, you go there and you experience it, like, at the right time of day and the sun and, like, in a beer garden. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I had the Brow Factum guys on the show a few years ago, and I hung out with them at, uh, at Firestone Walker. Those guys drink like fish. I mean, I thought I could drink, and I can't. I can't keep up with them. It, it's it's, like, it's so affordable over there. It's and it's so easy to drink. Like you can. I mean, they just drink it since they're kids, and it's like water. yeah, exactly. It's, it's like it's crazy. It's cheaper than water. Yeah, it probably is. Huh? It is. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Did you uh, experience Oktoberfest since we're in October, and that's kind of coming to an end here? Or no? no, I just missed it. It was. Um, it actually starts in September. We yeah. got out of school in July, so we're about a month early. Yeah. Uh, but we did experience uh, Fruitlings Fest, which is the 
the May uh, or Spring Festival. Oh, that's and cool. And it's kind of like on October light, but more for just like the locals. So be, being an American going over with IPA heavies, and that's what you won an award mm-hmm. for. I know you went over to experience uh, loggers and, and kind of study that, but how did that really have a big influence on you coming back? And, and, and that our culture right now is really acceptive to loggers and pilsners and stuff. Whereas yeah. before they weren't. I, I guess it was experiencing like the sessionability of the beers. Yeah. Um, how you're able to just like have a beer with, you know, every meal, even like starting almost a lot of times at breakfast too. Like they have a word, uh, uh, like the Bavarian, uh, Frischstück, which is, uh, their breakfast, which is essentially a Bavarian pretzel, um, Weisswurst, which is like a white sausage, and then a wheat beer, and okay. that's that's breakfast. It uh, doesn't sound bad. No, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> and then even like having a beer with uh, uh, Brodzeit, which is bread time. That's like ten to eleven pre-lunch, and then yeah, I mean you can literally drink a beer with every meal there, which is what they do. Uh, not everyone, but a lot of people do. For the most part, yeah. I mean that's been part of the culture for thousands of years. You know? Um. Cool. So then, then you came back, and 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 you and Scott were already talking, um, and it's you know Scott basically said, "Man, uh, another story you told me before, but if you want to tell it yourself, Scott, the years basically these points are going on, and once you found out that Andrew was going to be going to Germany to learn about loggers, you're like, I want that guy." Yeah, you know, I think the the logger expertise, the uh, IPA expertise, the fact that he was a UCI grad, the fact that he grew up in Long Beach, you know, were all strong indicators for being a good fit to the culture and the demographics that we have there in uh, Southern California, uh, South Orange County. And, you know, it really comes down to I think having the right talent for what the next thing is in craft beer in this area. And lager has not received all the love it can receive. And having that background from Germany really, I think, uh, you know, lit the fuse for uh, us being able to bring that same experience and quality into Orange County. So let me ask you this. Uh, with all that, how did you decide you wanted to make a? I mean, how did you come up with the name for GameCraft, and why? Why is it? That, why was it important for you to say, "Hey, I, I want a gaming culture with a brewing culture with with and and with food"? Because you guys are a restaurant. You're basically a brew pub. I guess you would call it because you have food, right? Yeah, we usually say a brewery with food okay. because we do want to emphasize the, the brewery, brewery part. Aspect. Yeah. Uh, we are in no way ashamed of our food. It's excellent. But yeah. uh, but beer is the real reason that we put the place together. But GameCraft as a concept kind of grew out of some self-reflection of kind of what are the things about me that are unique and, uh, I guess, authentic and I pretty much looked back at my life and I've been playing games since there have been video games. I've been playing board games since I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, and love it. They're my awesome. family. You know, we get they, together at holidays, we're always playing games. Yeah, you, you have family time, friend time. Yeah. Uh, and the nice thing is they and beer both are cultural. Um, they're, they're things that cross-connect people, that really build trust and communication and a degree of interaction uh, you know food is also up there in that category and that was the genesis of the idea was building that community in that area 
South Orange County can be rather sterile sometimes. And so this was an opportunity to get people really to spend time with each other, put the phone down, interact. Gotcha. So uh, then we do have these awesome esports and video game companies around here, UCI. Early on, we site visited their esports teams yeah. over here. It's a great program, uh, world renowned. And then we and have Blizzard, Blizzard yeah. Obsidian, Turtle Rock, and also traditional game companies like Cryptozoic out there. Gotcha. Yeah, because you know games are really popular in breweries, mm-hmm. but you guys really got to the game culture. So you're mentioning like the esports and stuff. Uh, are you guys going to have like competitions or anything like that? Um, probably just more like local kind of LAN play, if that, just more like, uh, I guess more on the, like the Mario Party kind of split screen kind of play. Okay. As far as video games go, uh, we'll, we'll be showing esports, but we probably won't be able to host like any esports events. It's a little too much for the tap room space. I gotcha. Well, you guys have a nice, uh, you know, tap room, uh, tasting room, I should say, uh, with the little side room and that the patio is a, a nice length there as well. So what's the square footage on that? Well, the total brewery is about 6,500, and there's about 2,400 square feet uh, up in the front of house. So gotcha. 400 square feet event room, 700 square feet patio, and uh, actually almost 2,000 in the, the tasting room itself. And you guys have really good food that pairs with the beers, because I've had the the Thai sweet and spicy wings when like right before you opened, actually. You got to try mm-hmm. those. And then uh, the, those pretzel bites I had today, they're just so crispy on the outside and so light and fluffy on the inside with that cheese or the or the whole grain mustard. I love that. And then you have to tell me what the, the, the chicken was that burned my mouth. But <laughs> it, it's good, people, but it's Thai spicy. It's Thai spicy. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. But so there was a nice lemon kind of herb sauce with it and stuff like that. And uh, But, uh, yeah, I still think I'm feeling the heat from it. So what were those called? Yeah, after we uh, transported, medically transported uh, Mickey Isle over here for the show. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Conda here uh, in the studio with us, my wife, is Thai, and so we've managed to fuse a number of different uh, cultural uh, f- food styles into our fusion. And so we have uh, generally pub food that we have done modernized with either a Latin or an Asian twist to it. And so everything is done in-house except for our awesome empanadas, which are made for us. But some of the foods you reference, we have uh, Thai-style chicken wings, we have fried wontons, you know, that uh, come straight out of kind of Asian cultures. Yeah. And then our signature dish that you alluded to and sampled firsthand is a chicken karaage, which is a traditional Japanese bar food eaten with beer. Okay, because I, I could do that one every time. Yeah. That one's amazing. It, it is And it amazing. won't burn my tongue off. I get a little heat, <laughs> but it's not like... And I, you said I, you said on the Thai wings that I was half spice, right? Yeah, we, uh, we do three different levels, and, yeah. and you went for the middle. Uh, I'm gonna level. have to go for the lower next time. But they were tasty though. It was they were tender on the inside, they were crunchy on the outside, and it was really tasty. And it went well with the the beer. And I always tell people IPAs will uh, bring that heat up, which it did. Because mm-hmm. I was having the your one v one, which we'll talk about in a second. But then uh, I had to uh, I had to grab the blonde to cut that <laughs> cut that spice. So. Uh, anyway, so it's great food. You guys have flatbreads and a bunch of other stuff, but it's really to enhance the beer. So let's get back to the beer. Uh, let's just mention those two beers. You have the 1v1. Tell us about that. It's a smash beer, right? Yeah, so 1v1 is a series that we'll be doing, um, essentially a smash beer. Uh, and smash stands for single malt and single hop. Uh, the purpose of those beers um, are mainly to educate people uh, 
and get people familiar with the hops that we're using in you know all sorts of IPAs or even in smaller beers such as the Blonde or doesn't matter. Uh, it's to get familiar people familiar with the pl- profile of the hop. So, for example, the one that you had today, uh, the one v one mosaic. So mosaic, yeah. yeah. So it's all mosaic hops. Uh, when you get that single hop in the glass, it, you can really dissect it. You can see that it's uh, a little danky, kind of pine. Oh, man. Yeah. The pine and the dank are really big on Really that. prominent. But then they also have them towards the back end and on the nose, you get some tropical fruit, yeah. a little bit of mixed berry, maybe a little mango in there. Um, and then we currently also have a Simcoe smash on, which is a... Uh, I love that one, by the way. Yeah, it's also... That uh, was way more tropical and citrusy. Yeah, definitely more on the orangey side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but also offers a little bit more of that kind of classic IPA piney kind of resinous character. Yeah. Uh, I think they're great. You also have uh, um, the blonde. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the blonde? Early Access, which was kind of a, a pun on our, our joke on our first beer. Uh I also gotcha. relating to the video game industry where okay. now is a current trend of uh, releasing your game early, early. to early access. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm with you. Partially incomplete games, yeah. partially incomplete brewery. I like, I, I'm glad I got to try that then. I was at early access. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's a really good blonde. I'm not a, a, a super blonde guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm blonde in my hair. But <laughs> but I uh, but, uh, it's, it's not the, my go-to beer. Um, I've enjoyed quite a few, but they, but it's, uh, it, it's enjoyable when I find one that's really good and I can sit there and go wow this is good just but it used to be the same way with lagers and pilsners but now yeah, we, we find more right? i brewed i brewed that blonde um as a kind of like a half method of brewing like a traditional lager okay. so we did like a half half regimen of step mashes it was really only one usually lagers or traditional like hellas or something is like four sure so basically the step mash allows you to uh select or mash to specific enzyme rests um, and that will break down different types of uh, sugar chains and so essentially you're left with a a thinner body because more of those dextrin sugars are broken down um, they're able to ferment out yeah rather than just doing a single step mash which you're getting a little bit of both enzyme rests but not everything in particular that's awesome and then uh, tell me about some other beers you're working on or you already have. I know there's another one you had on. It's another IPA. Yeah, the the other IPA we have on right now is called the Try Hard. That's uh, right. I love is, that beer. It's good. I had, just, it, I had it when the Dodgers were trying hard to win and they <laughs> lost. But anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so the, the Try Hard was kind of a, we call it a Northeast-Southwest IPA, which is uh, the Northeast comes from like the haziness and the mouthfeel that yeah. came from it. Um, but it we brewed it as a West Coast. Um, and so it finishes a little bit more crisp and bitter. I like that it's a mix between the two, honestly. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily planned, but oh, tell, was, people, tell people it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a one-off for it us. A, it was yeah. a happy mistake. Then, yeah, we're just kind of experimenting around. Well, with I think the system you should make that one again and plan it because I thought it was a good. I'll I definitely try to. I really thought it was. <laughs> no, just still, still trying to fill out the system, trying to just put out good beers, and that just happened to be one of them. Yeah. So you guys, how big is the Barrel House? The brew house? Brew house is 15 barrels, three 15 vessels. Barrels and three vessels. And yeah. then you have how many fermenters? We have three 30-barrel fermenters, two 60-barrel fermenters, six 30-barrel lagering tanks, a 60-barrel bright tank, and four 15-barrel ser- serving tanks. I mean, that to, to start off, that's a, a lot of money out of your pocket, uh, uh, Scott. 
Um, did you did you do this all in your own pocket, or is it, you got loans and, and investors? We were very fortunate, and you know, this is where having someone of Andrew's background was also very important. Is uh, brewing is a talent-driven industry, sure. And so, uh, banks recognize that, investors re- recognize that, and so uh, that was something that was also very attractive when looking at having him join in. And that allowed us to get a, an SBA loan through pretty much the uh, premium loan provider for startup breweries. Very rare that they will do that for a startup like us. And then we had a, a group of investors behind us as well. Gotcha. It's awesome because I, I love when, when I saw that you guys are putting in the lagering tanks, I was like, what? Because they're <laughs> vertical rather than horizontal. And, and you have six of them. So you have three stacked uh, on top of each other side by side. And it's a, just impressive to look at, honestly. But um, I don't know, being a, a home brewer and a beer geek, I just kind of geek out on that kind of stuff. So it's really cool. I, I wish we had more time. I wish we were an hour show, but um, we only have a couple minutes left. So is there anything you guys would like to talk about, uh, what you've learned about getting through uh, the last year and a half and where you think you're going? And then I know, as you just reminded me, uh, you guys are, you have a little announcement of a, we're going to give something away, right? So are, do, just before we go on, did, did we decide if we're going to take calls in or you want to do calls or, or do you want to do it we're, on? We're uh, good with that if that works you want, for you. You want to do calls? So if you guys are listening, uh, I'm going to take it in the last minute here. Uh, so um, it's 949-824-5824. That's 949-824-5824. Um, and uh, I'm going to say whoever the, uh, remembers what school that Andrew went to for brewing uh, will be the winner, but it, it, I only have time for a couple callers, so it might just be uh, whoever's close enough. So, because um, we really have like two minutes left, so uh, t- tell us of anything more you'd like to. Uh, and should we tell? Why don't you tell them what we're going to give away? Why don't you tell them what we're going to give away? Uh, we have here a uh, one of our flex fit hats, kind of a very modern. Uh, Logoed. Yeah, it's our, cool. It's uh, got the GameCraft logo on it. And then we also have one and of our uh, T-shirts with all of our logo and or our uh, brew bots. Uh, we have a little bit of a robot theme too. Yeah, I love the theme. I think uh, you guys have socks, you have pins uh, and buttons, and uh, I think you should take that around the brewery a little bit more. Um, but anyway, so we really, really, really like have a minute left. So give them your like uh, address and your. Uh, your you know Instagram, social media, your website. You can find us in Laguna Hills, right off the Interstate Five, at two three three zero one Avenida de la Corlota. Uh, that is between El Toro and Lake Forest Drive, and you can see us right from the freeway. We are at www.gamecraftbrewing.com, and of course we're on Instagram at at Gamecraft Brewing. It's awesome. I, I, I want to say thank you for having me over at the brewery. You guys invited me before you were over open, and I've been there several times. You guys have always been uh, very generous with me, and I love having you in the studio. Um, maybe we should just, I don't know if the other studio is up. Maybe we'll see if we can record more. But um, I want to wish you guys luck, and I know we're having like a, a media thing. So just listen to my posts and, and that kind of stuff, people, and I'll be putting more content out there for you guys to be able to find out about GameCraft. And they will, if you follow them on Instagram, uh, or Facebook or look that then you'll find out about their grand opening party which will be happening hopefully in the middle of December um, what beers do we have to look forward to because I know you have some other things in the in the in the in the plans so you got really like maybe 30 seconds yeah we got a pretty juicy brute IPA coming out 
Um, and then I a, love me a brewed IPA. Yeah, and then an Imperial Coffee Stout with a custom Portola blended coffee. Oh, nice. And then Hellas. And, and the Hellas, yeah, Dunkel. Uh, Dunkel, yeah. Oh, yeah. that all sounds good, my friends. Later in December. Awesome. Well, uh, as I always say, people, uh, when you're out there, support local breweries. They uh, need your help. They're mom-and-pop companies. I want to say thank you to Scott and Conda uh, Sabula for being in the studio here together. Conda's here for support. And, um, and to... Scott Moy of Gamecraft Brewing Company. I wish you guys like the best uh, and and a long long career and and I love that you're in a local place that's close to me. So I, I just jump off that the the Lake Forest exit. But until next time, my friends, drink good beer, eat good food, hang out with good people, and drink more good beer. Uh, and now uh, we're gonna have another show up for you. Cheers, my friends.